It's Tuesday, September 27th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, uh, after a day off to get refreshed and recharged, the Guardians are looking at nine straight home games uh, opening tonight against Tampa Bay, uh, six straight after that against the Kansas City Royals. Uh, all of them will be played as the 2022 American League Central Division champions. Uh, but that poses its own sort of set of uh, problems, difficulties, challenges, opportunities uh, for this team to sort of prepare itself for the, the the playoff run. Yeah, definitely. They've got, I think, you know, one, you know, uh, Terry Francona, the coaching staff, you know, have to figure out who who needs rest, who doesn't need rest, who, you know, who they want to get off their feet for a little bit. They've got to uh, set the rotation. Uh, I think they've probably already done that uh, for the uh, you know the wild card uh, playoff, and uh, you know they've got to concentrate on uh, that twenty six man roster, the postseason roster. Joe, the uh, the nice thing about these games is your your one lost record in these final nine games doesn't really matter, so you can approach them with the same attitude and uh you know sort of intensity that you approached the the previous 12 games that basically won you the division but if the result in the end doesn't match what you're looking for it, it doesn't really hurt you uh i i i can't imagine uh, you know them changing their philosophy about trying to win each game each day and you know and just keep playing in every game but i i doubt that you'll see terry francona you know, burning his bullpen uh, in any one of these particular games just to try to get a win. Uh, it, it it really does seem like it's an opportunity to not necessarily go back to uh, a spring training style of play, but if Emmanuel Classe needs work and, and they want to control the situation, maybe you pitch him in the sixth inning instead of the ninth, or, you know, maybe you don't pitch him in a, in a high leverage situation. You, you let, uh, maybe uh, maybe a younger pitcher or or somebody who's you know not had that experience you know pitch in the ninth inning uh, and and close out a game uh, just to to sort of keep him from you know going way too far and and you know having that uh, that that sort of build up uh, burn you when when you need him the most next week. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I would think <clears throat> you get the A lineup for the uh, for the Rays series. You know the Rays are in the wild card hunt, very much in the wild card hunt, and uh, you know you kind of owe it to yourself and the league and 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 the Rays and and the Rays opponents, if you're Cleveland, to play your uh, you know your best lineup there and and really test them. And it's also you know a test that you could be facing those guys in in the uh, three you know the three game wild card round. Yeah, that's a good point. Is uh, you know. Not giving anything away to the to the rest of the league or to the to the rest of the teams in the in the hunt. You you want to play those three games at least, uh, you know, straight up and and give it your best shot. Uh, the pitching lines up pretty well. Uh, also for that, you know, Shane Bieber, Tristan McKenzie, Cal Quantrill will get those starts, and and then you can you can sort of maybe look to give them some some rest, maybe one more start each uh, through the rotation. To, to try and get them ready for uh, the the opener on the seventh. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I would think, you know, 
Bieber, like you said, Bieber, McKenzie, and Quattro go against the Rays. Their next time through, you know, maybe they go five, six innings, and and then you, uh, you know, you get them out of there, or you you have them on a certain pitch count. So you know they're sharp, but they're not kind of overextended. Uh, you know, going in, into that wild card round, I think that's that's what they usually do, and I think a lot of it, Joe, has to do with the preference of the pitcher too. Uh, does Bieber think he needs a little more work? Does his, does Quantrill want to work on a certain pitch? Or, you know, the same thing for McKenzie. And, uh, you know, you, you give him a little leeway that way. Yeah, I, that whole, uh, the idea in spring training where, you know, Bieber would come out and he'd be working on his, his changeup or his curveball. And, uh, again, results really wouldn't wouldn't be the, the most important thing there. But I, I got to believe in a, in a regular season game that that actually counts for something, he's he'd be a little bit more uh, judicious with it. Um, my my big concern is like like we said with Class A is making sure that that he stays sharp, that he you know <laughs> isn't coming in in game one or game two of that wild card series not having thrown in a few days, and then he all of a sudden doesn't have command of the strike zone like he normally does. So I could think that you know maybe. Maybe he pitches back to back in in the last two games of the season just to make sure that he's he's had as much of a you know an opportunity to do so uh, before they they open up the playoffs. Yeah, that's a good point. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, and uh, you know he just you know he has been really he's, he's I think he leads all of baseball in uh, appearances and games finished. Uh, you know, leads leads at least American League and saves. So this guy's been used a lot. Uh, but you're right. You don't want him. You just don't want to sit him down for a week and not have him pitch. He's got to pitch. He's got to stay ready. And uh, you know, he has to have that edge. And you know, I, I, it just seemed like uh, toward the end of that last road trip. Uh, I mean, when he came in and save situations. He got hit a couple times, and it's it's rare to see him get hit. Or you know, he gave up a home run, I think, against Texas, and you, you don't see that very often. And you 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 have to wonder if it's uh, kind of a little bit of wear and tear is catching up to him. Yeah, you, you want the guy who was was throwing what he was throwing at the All Star game, you know, at in the in the playoffs. That's that's where you want him to be, and and hopefully he can rest up enough uh, between now and then to get there. Uh, the other opportunity here is for, you know, some of these young guys, the Gabriel Ariases, the the Tyler Freemans, the Will Bensons, the Will Brennans, who are on the club right now through the end of the year, uh, they're going to get a, a chance to see a lot of playing time, even if it's not starting games. It'll it'll be definitely finishing games, uh, particularly against the Royals. Those are going to be the guys who are going to have to be in the lineup every day. Uh, you know, whether they produce or not really doesn't doesn't matter. But the experience is is invaluable. Tito likes to say, you know, every every game that Tyler Freeman plays is like playing with house money. It's uh, it, it's good for him. It's good for the the future of the club. So uh, Tyler, expect to see Tyler Freeman in there quite a bit. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, even in the clincher on Sunday, you know, Arias started at third. Freeman was uh, starting at second base. And like you said, Joe, I think that's how they'll use them. They'll we'll see a lot of those guys, and either in in a starting role or coming in, you know, in the fifth or sixth inning. Yeah, that was uh, also predicated on the the Rangers starting a left-handed pitcher uh, as well. So 
Uh, I, I think that's more of the reason why those guys were in the lineup and, and to give like guys like Jimenez and, uh, uh, and Quan, uh, well, Quan was in the lineup, but he was the DH. So, uh, yeah, r- really good, uh, to see that. Speaking of Quan, uh, accolades and honors, uh, continue to pour in for this guy. Uh, the named the American league player of the week for his performance, uh, on that road trip in seven games, he hit 438. Drove in 10 runs, had two homers, two triples, uh, stole four bases. Uh, this was this was a really uh, a breakout week for Stephen Kwan uh, on the national scene. We had seen him doing this pretty much all season long. Yeah, just uh, you know when you went over those numbers, Joe. I mean, you know those are kind of jaw dropping for a leadoff hitter. Uh, you know, 10 RBIs. I know obviously four of them came on the slam on Sunday, but just a very very impressive week. And, uh, you know, this guy, you know, he, in a, you know, he had that kind of down month in May, Joe. But since then, he's been so consistent and so productive, you know, that, that you know, as, as, as Francona said a, long, a while ago, you know, he's, he's a rookie, but he's not a rookie. He's, you know, he's passed his rookie status a long time ago. And this guy is like one of the better players in the big leagues. I mean, obviously... You know, baseball, the the test is time. You know, you have to do this, you know, not just one year, but you've got to do it the next year and the next year and the next year after that. Then we get a true read on a player. But, wow, just what a a great first year for Quan. Just uh, really an impressive, impressive, uh, you know, just an impressive display of talent, of all-around talent. And, it, you know, this guy was a seventh-round draft pick, Joe. Yeah, it's it, that's kind of hard to believe. Uh, again, it's the it's the measurables. It's the um, you know he he's not a, a six foot four, two hundred forty pounds slugging left fielder. He's a he's a little guy, and I think uh, people he uses that to his advantage. That that people don't don't necessarily look at him as the the prototype you know body or or, or athlete that you would you would want to see out there. He used it to advantage to his advantage to sort of sneak up on you and take you by surprise. And and it really has played well for him all season long. We've been seeing comparisons now to him uh, about Kenny Lofton. Uh, Kenny Lofton's got the the what rookie record for uh, or he's he's got a Quan has one hundred and fifty eight hits. And that's the most since Kenny Lofton's one hundred and sixty four uh, for a rookie uh, in nineteen ninety two. He's got 41 multi-hit games, and that's the most multi-hit games for a rookie uh, in franchise history. Uh, and his, I think his WAR is uh, somewhere. It's it's uh, might be up around six. It's it's one of the best uh, WARS for a, a, a rookie player in 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 franchise history. Yeah, defensive runs saved. He's up there amongst the leaders. Just. Uh... He's been a revelation, just a, an all-around athlete, you know, a, a two-way player, you know, that do, does does a little bit of everything and uh, really an impressive, you know, just an impressive season. And just, to, you know, they moved him into that leadoff spot and they were asking a lot of a rookie and he just took to that like a duck to water. And I mean, he's 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 just been great there. Uh, he won a rookie of the month in April. Uh, he was also a recipient of two plays of the week. Uh, one, the the diving catch in Colorado, where he, he 
he laid out on the warning track at Coors Field. Uh, the other one in Seattle where he dove into the stands to catch a foul ball. Uh, so, again, the the league hasn't been sort of shy about about recognizing him and, and honoring him for uh, his efforts. Uh, you wonder what that's going to look like. Uh, he's got to be top three uh, a finalist in the in the rookie of the year voting. Uh, Adley Rutschman and Julio Rodriguez are, are probably the number one and number two or number two and number one, uh, you know, players in that in that vote. But I would be incredibly disappointed if Stephen Kwan doesn't get recognized for for what he's done for this club with at least a, a finalist nod uh, in the American League Rookie of the Year voting. Yeah, I think he's got to, Joe. I mean, uh, if it's not, I don't know what these guys were watching, you know. I mean, I think he's a favorite right now. You know, Rodriguez is on the injured list, right, with a back injury. That's the, tw- the second time this season he's been out. And, you know, you know, God love him. He's got talent. You know, he's, he's uh, you know, he's a power-hitting you know, center fielder, um, can run, but, you know, Quan has been there every day. I mean, he's posted every day and, uh, he's put up great numbers and, um, you know, Rauchman didn't come up until, uh, he, he didn't open the season with the club, with the Orioles. So I think, um, you know, Quan has got to be, I mean, he's right there to to me. I mean, I, obviously I, we get to see him every day. So (laughs) probably a little prejudice is involved there, but still, um, um, you know, it, it's hard to it's hard to deny what he's done this year. And a four hundred and seventy million dollar contract should not factor into whether or not the guy gets rookie of the year votes uh, for first place. But uh, you know as well as I do, it probably will factor in. And and I, I think Rodriguez uh, is probably the consensus pick as the the number one guy. But uh, Quan Quan's numbers can go up against anybody's right now, I think, and and probably come out ahead. Uh, as far as around baseball and what people are talking about, and you know, it was Monday morning. It was the day after the the Guardians had clinched the Central and celebrated and come home and that that feel good story. They were the talk of the league, right? You would think that. Every show on MLB Network <laughs> and everybody would be talking about, you know, the Guardians this and the Guardians that. And I, I flip on uh, Chris Russo, the Mad Dog on uh, uh, MLB Network, and the first 15 minutes of his show on Monday, right after the Guardians <laughs> clinch, was about Aaron Judge. All he talked about was Aaron Judge and Aaron Judge and Aaron Judge. And Hoinsey, am I uh, am I a bad person? Am I a bad guy? <laughs> That I would, it would, it would be instant happiness injected into my veins if Aaron Judge finishes the season sitting on 60 home runs and all of this talk and all of this hoo ha that they've been blowing out of New York for the last two weeks is is all for nothing and Judge just hit 60 and that's it. Uh, it would make me the happiest guy uh, covering baseball right now just to see the New York people squirm. <laughs> Joe, <laughs> I really, I, I can't stand it. it it's the, the Guardians were the story yesterday, and Russo does 15 minutes on Judge. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> they got rained out, and he still did 15 minutes on Judge. I, I. <laughs> well, you got to know Chris Russo. You know the Mad Dog was a radio guy in New York, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> doesn't mean it does. Doesn't you're doing a national show. 
talk about what the national story is. And the national story is the youngest team in baseball clinching the division and, and running away, not just running away with it, putting their throats on two teams' necks and just annihilating them over the course of a week and a half. And, and yet, Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge. And don't get me wrong, Aaron Judge is a great story. 60 home runs means something. 60 home runs without the juice means something for the first time ever. But I, I I just don't understand why they can't get away from this tunnel vision. It's it's all judge all the time. <laughs> I guess that's selling, Joe. That you're selling to the biggest, you know, market in the in the country. Yeah. So you gotta talk about Aaron Judge and <laughs> and and the rains came the rains came and, and rained out his last at bat against Boston on Sunday. So they had to go to Toronto and now and oh now none of the New York people will get to see Aaron Judge hit his 61st home run. I hope they walk him for an entire series. I hope <laughs> I hope the Blue Jays just walk him for an entire series. You know I was looking at his numbers, Joe. He has only hit five home runs against Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So and only. The, the, only five home <laughs> runs. The most the, the the team he's hit the most against. Can you take a guess? Toronto. Baltimore, thirty-five against Baltimore, that, and that was before they moved the wall back. I think the, yeah, the left field wall. Well, but, you uh, know, the, the Guardians, uh, Cleveland has pitched him tough, uh, particularly I, I think uh, in the playoffs as well. I think he had one home run against them, but he's he's he doesn't have uh, a you know a, a lot of success in the playoffs against Cleveland. Yeah, but, you know, he is really, when you watch him, he's really improved as a hitter, I think. You know, this guy, you know, obviously the MVP candidate, you know, leading MVP, him and Otani, but I think, you know, probably Judge wins it. Um, I I think uh, he wins. I think he's, I think he's unanimous now. The way they've, they've pumped him up over the last uh, two weeks, I think any voter who doesn't pick him as their, their uh, number one vote for, uh, the MVP can, uh, award is is probably going to get shamed out of baseball. <laughs> and he's a triple, you know, triple crown candidate. You know, so he's 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 had a great year. He's played center field for him. Uh, you know, six seven two eighty. That's there's not many six seven two eighty uh, two hundred eighty pound center fielders that cover as much ground as he does. So you know, he's he, you, you can't deny the season he's had. I, I looked at it. He's hit nine home runs in September. And like you said, he's sitting at 60. And, you know, what do you consider the uh, the, the all-time home run record? Is it Bonds? Is it is it is it uh, Maris? Is it Hank Aaron? I mean, what, what, what do you think? How do you look at that? I mean, and my first reaction is it's 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 Bonds. It's the 70, what, 73 is the number that he's yeah. Uh, it's got to be that just because there was nothing in place that said, you know, he couldn't do what he did. Uh, it, it, that you have to take it for what it is. Even if he came out and, and there was video of him, you know, juicing up before the game, there was nothing. There was no, uh, you know, I don't want to say legislation, but in the rules, there was nothing that said he 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 was doing anything outside of, uh, you know, what was on the books. So. 73 to me is the number that you have to the total you have to get to but i think 61 is still a, 62 is still a, a significant mark it's still a significant number it's the al record and it's the natural record i think and and that's uh uh important as well yeah i think you're right there you know mcguire and and sosa and all those guys hit hit a ton of home runs with and bonds you know under the uh, cloud of steroids 
you know, this is uh, what we're seeing here from judges has been, you know, re uh, remarkable. If he gets to, you know, if he gets to 62 with the American League record, you know, good for him. But, you know, you, numbers are numbers. They haven't put an asterisk by Bonds's, uh, you know, single season home run record. And right. I guess that's the one that still stands. You know, you got to hold your nose to look at it, but it still stands. Yeah, that that that's sort of my 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 take as well is that it's it, it's the number, but I'm not real happy that it's the number. I guess uh, as far as uh, another big number, 700 is a is a big number, and Albert Pujols got that uh, over the weekend, Friday night uh, in L.A. Uh, pretty emotional scene, pretty amazing scene. Uh, he gets two home runs in the same game, uh, gets to 700. I saw a, a, a tweet somewhere. He now has, what, uh, 500 home runs against right-handed pitching and 200 home runs against left-handed pitching. That's that's pretty incredible, uh, an incredible split. But uh, just you want to talk about a guy who was born to be a hitter and, a, you know, the machine is his nickname. Uh, that's, that's this guy. He just looks like a hitter up there, even at, uh, you know, over the age of 40 and up there still doing it. Uh, he's, he's just really impressive. And you want to talk about a first ballot hall of famer, uh, Albert Pujols to me, that's the guy. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, he, you know, judges hit nine home runs in September. Pujols has hit six and Pujols is doing it as basically, you know, uh, you know, a, a platoon guy coming off the bench against the uh, lefties. Right. I mean, I, I'm pretty, that's, I'm pretty sure I was, that St. Louis is using him. He's hit 21 home runs. This year in 292 at bats, that's a, a home run just just over every 13 at bats. I think Joe, I know he's you want he's going to retire at the end of this year, but those stats he's, say he can still play. He's done. He, he, you know, he's done. That's why getting to 700 was important because you know being stuck on 699 would not be, uh, you know, good. I, I, how many of these are, do you think? You know, guys going out there, and if he's playing the Dodgers, the Dodgers have won 105 games. They don't care. How many of these are, okay, I'm going to throw this guy fastballs, and, and, you know, if he gets me, he gets me. If he doesn't, then, you know, that's I, I gave him a, a fair shot there. But, you know, pitchers got to be looking at it as, uh, you know, I it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for baseball if Albert Pujols hit 700 home runs. So let's just give him a chance to do that. Yeah, that you know that always kind of plays on my mind. Uh, does a pitcher want his name connected with this with Albert Pujols' 700 home run, <clears throat> or does he want to get him out? Uh, you know, I guess uh, you know history kind of maybe pulls at you one way, but if you're a pitcher, I mean, I, I you know I don't know. I, that, that that that's always a tough question for me. Uh, but I'd I'd want to get him out. You know, the thing about Pujols is, you know what. When we saw him with the Angels, you know, he had the bad foot. He couldn't play. He could hardly play first base anymore. He looked done to me. You know, he looked done. And I thought this was a guy that was just kind of playing out the string. And then he gets, you know, the, the, the Angels release him. And, you know, the Dodgers pick him up. And he kind of got revitalized in that role. You know, he wasn't playing every day and, you know, coming off the bench. And I think that really helped him. You know, you know what that means is, you know what it just popped into my mind as, as a really scary thought? 
what if the same thing would happen to Mike Trout? What if the Angels release Mike Trout and he goes oh somewhere God. else and all of a sudden he goes into like psycho mode and starts hitting everything even more than what he already does? Or even Shohei Otani. <laughs> maybe maybe the, the common denominator there is playing in, in Los Angeles, playing for the Angels and and just the 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 crummy environment there uh what if what if getting out of uh la is the well he didn't necessarily get out of la to go to the dodgers but getting away from the angels is uh is the common denominator that to to re re jumpstart a, a player's career uh mike trout could be terrifying if that were the case yeah I, and i don't think mike trout is ready to be a platoon guy yet but but still <laughs> how much money do they owe him they owe him, what he signed a 400 million dollar contract right yeah that, no that's a that's a lifetime deal mike trout's really not going anywhere unless uh something really drastic happens so uh I, but again uh, fun to speculate on yeah. uh, all right we're going to wrap up today's edition of the cleveland baseball talk podcast uh we've got Corey kluber and shane bieber uh tonight on the mound uh, at Progressive Field, if the rains hold off, if the uh, the weather stays nice, and we'll uh, we'll be back to recap that uh, tomorrow, and maybe talk a little bit about the the Guardians playoff roster uh, on uh, tomorrow's show. Lindsay, we'll talk to you later. All right, Joe.